Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to Dueling Reviews, a show where two fat guys sit down and read one thin comic book and talk about it. Sometimes they agree and sometimes they don't agree. This is Dueling Reviews. Why do we speak in the third person about them? Because they are fat, and that's what we do. Well, that's hurtful. With them. Well, hey, you know, that's the way it is. That makes one of them unhappy. Probably makes both of them unhappy, but that's you the way it is. You can't have your characters just state how they feel. <laughs> that makes me feel angry. Uh, speaking of things five. that make me angry this week, uh, Steed and Mrs. Peel number seven. First oh. of all, I'm upset because last week we were told that this was a Mark Wade title written by right. Caleb Monroe, art by Yasmin Liang. Colors by um, Ron Riley and letters by Ed Dukeshire. Dukeshire. So here we get a story of the Avengers, not the Avengers, but the Avengers. The Avengers Avengers. Yes, the real Avengers, right? Which ones came first? I believe that the TV show predates the Avengers, but barely. And plus you got the whole uh, UK versus US copyright issue. So when we talk about this in the United States, we're talking about... Steed and Mrs. Peel. Well, and this is the thing. I think you could get away with if you were to, well, maybe not after that movie, but I think you could get away with in other media calling them the Avengers. Mm. But you can't do it in comics. Yeah. Well, speaking of, give us a rundown of this story, Matthew. All right. This story takes place, as all uh, really good uh, Avenger stories do, in the 1960s in a strange little Coleman town in Wales. Now, those of you who know me and know my penchant for accents will be either disappointed or absolutely, utterly overjoyed that I can't do a Welsh accent. (laughs) I cannot do it. My Welsh inevitably becomes Scottish. And I know you're thinking all of your accents inevitably become Scottish. And to that, I say F you. But more importantly, I don't even try with a Welsh. In any case, this little town, um, Full of minors, not, you know, small. People, and people over 21 small. years old. Exactly. And uh, they suddenly find themselves in the midst of a spate of mysterious suicides. 24 and in the John last month or something. John Steed and Emma Peel are sent to investigate by, I believe it's MI, is it MI5? Well, they just call it the ministry is what they call it here. The ministry of So magic. it's not necessarily stated if they're an MI5 or 6 or even the um, 
oft uh, referred to, but never mentioned in public, MI8. MI13? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. That had the captain of the Britain in it. In any case, as they get involved, as always happens in these stories, uh, the plot thickens, and they have some uh, very, very, very strong romantic uh, overtones, and then they try and— No, okay, so I'll say, no, you're wrong, because here's the thing. This is supposedly, supposedly a um, good jumping on point. The good thing is it's a done-in-one story. But for right. someone who knows nothing about the Avengers, nothing mm-hmm. about Steed or Mrs. Peel, right. there is nothing in this book except for a glance or two that would imply anything other than two people who are professional workers with one another. And, right. I, th- and, and I think that maybe your past uh, history and enjoyment of this series mm-hmm. may be dipping into that. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But in the way that this is portrayed in this book, as from a first-time reader perspective, none of that comes across. I think it's either page four or five when they yeah, arrive when they're at going their to hotel. Bed. Yeah, when they're going to bed. And they give each other a meaningful glance as they close their bedroom doors. Mm-hmm. Could be a and meaningful then, glance of, we're going to die. <laughs> they're not going to die. It's a meaningful glance Something's going to get oh, us in the middle of the night. If only you weren't married to your missing, wonderful husband, I would come and I would... Take you in a manly fashion, for you are pretty. That's what Steed is thinking. When he's not thinking, someday I hope to be a Cylon. Mm-hmm. But in any case, I can definitely see that. I, I, I don't consider this to be a good jumping on point. Well, the this only reason I say it's a good... Seven. Well, but the only reason I say it's a good jumping on point is because the last six issue, issues were an arc. Or, this or, is a done-in-one issue. And that's the only way that I'd say... You know, you're not jumping on in the middle of the arc. You're not jumping on at the beginning of an arc. At least that's not what we're led to believe since this has a beginning, middle, and end. Or the story has a beginning, middle, and end. And there's no real examination or explanation of who these two spy types are. There's no – in fact, I don't think that John Steed's name is mentioned until like 15 pages into the book. Yeah. So I mean, I, I mean, we learn we learn from we learn in the opening pages that yes, they must be spies because right. they say they're working for the ministry, and he's going undercover as the scientist, so she should shut up. Actually, <laughs> what he's what he says is only I will have to pretend. Oh, oh, which okay. It's not him telling her to shut up; it's him saying <laughs> that she is a scientist. Oh, okay, okay. And he'll be pretending. Okay, man. I don't know, man. We had a totally different read on this book. No, I'd, I'd, I'll tell you right up front, I didn't care for this book. Oh, okay. So anyway, they go and they meet a mysterious uh, gentleman who knows things. And as always happens in Avengers stories, uh, the mysterious gentleman offers them some tea and they have some pointed British, British conversation. And he shows them his collection of suicide applications. No, oh, yeah. People who have committed suicide over the years, he's yeah. collected the- their things. The plant that killed Socrates and Sylvia Plath's oven and a cobra as like the one that killed Cleopatra. By mm-hmm. the way, Cleopatra was killed by an asp, not a cobra. Well, see, there you go. Neither here nor there. Uh, Van Gogh's pistol. And the really, really disturbing one to me is uh, the, the gas, gas can. can. Yeah. Yeah. Belonging to, um, I presume the name is pronounced Duke. Mm-hmm. But uh, I believe the implication is that's the uh, the monk who set himself on fire right. in the early 1960s. Right. But I will say this. I love the art. Nah, I don't. 
in this book. I love, uh, first of all, I think for me, the success of an Avengers book or a, a Steed and Mrs. Peel comic is always, does it look like Diana Rigg? Sure. And, and if you're taking a photograph of Diana Rigg and you're projecting it or you're tracing it, uh, then yeah, you're going to look at, get somebody that looks exactly like her or, you know, uh, um, John, uh, John Steed. Uh, to me, this looks like, hey, look, I found this photograph. Let me trace it. It's, to me, the worst kind of art uh, in that sense. Really? Yes, I because it, it looks all. so traced. It's the same problem that I had when we discuss, um, when we discuss the Doctor Who stuff that has uh, the current Doctor in it. Uh, right. And uh, yeah, and it just took some references. Uh, the Star Trek uh, Doctor Who crossover just took some photo references and pa- painted them into the frame. This looks the same way. Now, this has a simple color palette which was also off-putting because there's another publisher that a lot of people crap on for its art and this reminded me unfortunately from boom studios this reminded me of that other publisher who is art everyone else's craps on because it looks so plain so boring and without um much oomph behind it i didn't get that at all there's a sequence where they're standing on a cliffside Mm -hmm. and you go from a shot of of Emma looking down and then her looking at Steed and then suddenly being possessed with the urge to jump and closing her eyes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look photorealistic to me, but it does look consistent. Mm-hmm. And then they have a big fighty fighty over who's going to jump off the cliff first. Yeah. Who's going to kill themselves. Who's going to kill themselves. And they're, they're actually fighting each other to kill themselves, but keep the other right. from killing them. And that's another moment where, they're face to face. He's pinned her to the ground. Their mouths are inches apart. And you're just like, kiss her already. And then, no, all of a sudden, that's what brings them out of it is that that moment of, oh, my God, we should totally kiss. Wait, we never do that. The mm-hmm. urge to commit suicide has faded. So what was it, Stephen? What happened? Well, OK, so the other part of the problem of the story is there's only three characters in this entire book. There are right. only three characters that ever say anything in this entire book. And one of them, this professor who came, oh, roughly the same time the suicide started, right. who goes on in great length and great detail about Hemlock put in tea and, and different ways that people can kill themselves. The, the, the suicide Duh. genius, yeah. Duh. And I don't think it's meant to be a whodunit either. I think it's pretty clear from the point where we're like, there are only three people in this book. We know Steed didn't do it. Yeah. We're pretty sure Emma didn't do it. Yeah. And so there's only one person to do it. So from the minute that you meet this person and you realize that this is a done in one issue, it's the, it's the, it's the, the thing about the, the, the TV, um, procedurals that everybody hates. Oh, well, who's the guest star this week? Well, there's the guy that's the criminal point your finger. There you go. Well, here's the guest star this week, Mr. Uh, Peter Laurie, age 72. Um, and he's the one that's killing everybody. Done and done. Now, I will say one good thing about the art. The very last page, I think, was an interesting way to handle the crowd, suddenly the town folk uh, getting word that this guy was killing everybody in town. Right. Uh, and the uh, the closing off of the circle as he stands there and the camera pulls up and away. Yeah. I thought that was the best page of art in the whole book. It was pretty good. But um, from the story standpoint, yeah, if you know who these characters are and if you know that there's romance, yeah, maybe you can see it. Um, but it is not, 
it's it's very under the surface. It's not jump out and hit you in the face. Um, the plot, although it's an interesting, it is an interesting um, gimmick, an interesting hook. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's only three people in this entire book makes it eh, not very exciting. Because you know, because it's an ongoing series, that neither one of the central characters is going to die. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's the case of any comic Well, that is true. Yeah, I mean, you can't really take that as a fault here. It's not necessarily set up as something where it's meant to be a mystery. Now, I will agree with you. Plot-wise, this is very simple. It's an ABC plot. Yep. And I think that the character bits, for me, are what make the difference. The moments where they're having their discussion, and you can kind of, you know, for me anyway, having watched the show and having a familiarity with how these characters' voices sound, the discussion on the train where they're talking about, what are we going to go do? You can hear, or at least I can hear, those character interactions. Mm -hmm. And they feel very, they feel very true to the characters. And it feels like, as well as one can do with an adaptation, honestly, because Mm -hmm. the characters, they are recognizable. I didn't feel it was terribly, you know, I've traced a picture of, you know, Patrick McGowan. It's not Patrick McGowan, by the way. Um, but <laughs> I, I felt like, you know, the likenesses were dead on. I felt like the voice was good. I love this art. I love the simplicity of it. It's not necessarily similar to what Mike Allred does, but there's a similar conservation of the line work to right. where they don't necessarily noodle it to death. No, it's very simple. I mean, it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get into very um, clean. Yeah, it's very clean. Uh, it doesn't, I mean, there are some spots where you have some gradients, but there's not a lot of shading. Everything is very flat. Even when it's supposed to be close to sunset, uh, there are no shadows on the face to help define anything. And, uh, there are no shadows anywhere on the ground being cast. Um, you know, none of that stuff that's there. Um, so it's, it's very plain in that way. It's almost like if some, it, it almost feels like it's very rasterized illustrator type uh, vector art uh, throughout the piece. I, I would definitely say there's a bit there's a bit of that to it. Kind of a, a feeling that reminds me a little bit of what Brian Stelfreeze used to do mm-hmm. in the 80s when he was he was experimenting with uh, electronic drawing for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I'm sorry, but uh, unless you are already a fan of the Avengers, this is not an issue I would recommend picking up. I'm not saying that the series is bad. I'm saying this issue is not good. And so I cannot recommend it. Um, oh, I, I, oh, I just I absolutely disagree. Well, and that's fine. I mean, that's your opinion. And again, I think because I have no connection to this like you do. And listeners, if right. you want to, um, you want to hear about more about this, uh, I suggest you guys listen to the next top five. Uh, should be some good uh, discussion regarding regarding this. Uh, And I think, you know, because you have that connection with the Avengers, you're seeing this in a different light. Just like I have a different connection with Humberto Ramos and Alex Ross than you do. Agreed. That shades your view of the title. So that, you know, while I may hate it and you may love it, um, I don't think that either one of us is wrong because of our perspective coming into the book. Certainly, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that when it comes to a book like this, I think that if this book were the same story, the same artist, but the main characters were adjusted to be Indiana Jones and Marion Ravenwood, 
I think it might actually affect your enjoyment of it because uh, I, I don't. I, I think it. I think it may be because of the connection of the character. But if this was the right. art, if someone was coming to me and this was the art of Indiana Jones, I'd still be going. This art is shit. Let me get some. Uh, let me get some <laughs> uh, Adam Hughes in here and show people how to to draw some Indiana Jones. See, Adam Hughes does not draw good Indiana Jones. Yeah, he does. John Byrne drew a good Indiana Jones. (laughs) Hughes' Indiana Jones is way too Looks just like Harrison Ford. Yeah, it looks like he traced a picture of Harrison Ford. A lot different. I'm going to lightbox me Harrison Ford. No, he doesn't lightbox. You're thinking of Alex Ross. (laughs) Actually, Alex Ross reputedly doesn't lightbox either. But either way, to me, from that perspective, I would say that yeah, I, I think that if I had a choice of picking up a book by Adam Hughes or picking up this book, it would depend on the source material. But I think that to say that Hughes's different art style is naturally better. No, I like it better. I don't know. I like it better. Argumentative tonight. Oh, I am. I just um, I read this book today and I was like, I, I just you know, of my first comic of this week that I picked mm-hmm. up of the new stuff. This was it. It just put me in a bad mood for the rest of the week. Oh. Uh. The sad part is I'm looking at this and I just found the perfect images that I would use if I were reviewing this for the website. I'm like, damn, that's a gorgeous picture. I would like to put that up in the big rotating Carol trailer thing at the top. But, you know, say lovey. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. So uh, I was trying to find out. I guess they didn't have an issue that came out in March. I was looking mm-hmm. to see where it where it fell in the. Um, in the big heavy rotation. Now, can you go back really quick, Matthew, and look and see if this one was solicited as Mark Wade writing it? Because I know that was one of the the hooks um, last week when we were discussing one of the things that we were talking about. Yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't remember that it was. Hang on, this is a Boom Studios. Yes, Boom Studios book. Now, don't Boom go to their Studios. press site because they could have uh, changed that. Boom um, Studios. I'm looking at the uh, what call it. previewsworld.com seeing if that's got a thing but I don't recall now I know that I said that I thought it was still Mark Wade mm-hmm. and that may be from whence that came well I could have swore that I, I saw that same thing so yeah, I'm, yeah I'm looking at a couple of sites that I'm looking at real quick do not list him yeah all the ones that I see now show Caleb Monroe as, as uh, okay. listed as the uh, that may as be the Mark. writer so, don't know, but... Um, now Stephen's all mad. Yeah, I'm mad because I thought this was Mark Wade. It wasn't Mark Wade. Thought it was going to be an interesting book. Wasn't an interesting book. Had a good hook. I'll say it had a good hook. All right, I like this idea. And had this been an, uh, like a, uh, a th- the start of a three-issue arc where we got to meet a few unsavory other individuals uh-huh. in the town that might be able to point fingers to, then that would be cool. But because it's one other person that they interact with, you don't get a whole lot of additional interaction between the two characters. You don't see what really motivates them. It they really hurt the book. Yeah. And they fight and fight to save one another because of their deep philosophical nerve. Well, no, or at least as explained is, and because of the suicide doctor had said, Hey, um, you know, you're not going the urge to uh, save a life or uh, the urge to protect something that you care for is greater than the urge to kill yourself. I forget the exact discussion, but because they had the urge to end their own life, but because they mm-hmm. were together, they their urge to save the other one was greater. That's what yeah, broke sure. them out of the 
out of the uh, hold. So it was, I don't know, weak. Patrick McNee, I believe. The, uh, the professor? I can't remember the name of the actor who plays John Steed. I, oh, okay. I'm going to lose my nerd card. No, no, you won't. Uh, maybe I will. It will be revoked uh, in coming months. It's Mac something. I know that. <laughs> you can't just wiki that? Wiki that. Ian Avengers. Ian McDermott. Dylan McDermott. Dylan McIan. Okay. So okay. you really liked it a lot. You like the story. You like the romance. You like the art. I loved art. Art was love art. And art. Um, I uh, hated the book for the exact same reasons. <laughs> so uh next week is the first week of may may the first mm-hmm. which means that free comic book day is coming up may the 4th Ooh, as well we as free books as well as uh, star wars day may the 4th be with you yeah. coming up next week from dark horse comics 47 ronin number four abe sapien dark and terrible number two i'm gonna bet rodrigo tries to grab that one um Mr. X of Eviction that Rodrigo just reviewed on the most recent Major Spoilers podcast comes out next week. Action Comics number 20, Amy Kami Girls number 3, Aquaman number 19, Batwing number 20, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo hardcover volume 2, Legends of the Dark Knight number 8, Phantom Stranger number 8, Movement number 1. That's the, uh, I don't remember if that's the Gail oh, Simone that's the one. Gail Simone, yes. Which one is that? is that? But I thought she was doing, there's two of them. There's the Movement and the yeah. Green Team. The Green Team is a different writer. Gail is doing the Movement. Okay. Let's do the movie. Well, check and see if somebody hasn't already claimed that one yet. We're checking for IDW Publishing has colonized number two, Ghostbusters number one, second printing, Joe Palooka number six, Judge Dredd number one, second printing there, Mars Attacks number 10, Image Comics has 68, Jungle Jim number two, Artifacts number 27, Black Acre number six. This is release date of May 1st? May 1st, yeah. No one Mice, has called it yet. Mice Templar 4, Legend number 2. Sex number 1, third printing of that. Super Dinosaur number 19. Want to review it again? <laughs> yeah. Super Dinosaur number 19, I probably bet Rob uh, grabs a hold of that. Over in Marvel, all new X-Men number 11. Age of Ultron number 2, second printing there. Hawkeye number 10. Hawkeye number 8, second printing. Iron wow. Man 258.1. I didn't realize Marvel had books that got that high anymore. I thought they were all in the uh, lower teens. Point one. Two fi- how can it be 258? That's what I was wondering. How can they have books that high when most of their books are now in their uh, 12th uh, issue or something but, like that? Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. Iron Man was just restarted with 500 a few months ago. Well, maybe this is a one that goes in between issue 258 back in 1962. Ooh, Remember, isn't that... Isn't that the uh, whole point one uh, thing as it goes in between? 258 would have been approximately 1980, 90-something. Armor Wars 2? Yeah. 19, I want to say like 89, 91 in that neighborhoods. Thanos Rising number two now. That first issue was freaky. You didn't you like that or you didn't like that one? Well, it was freaky. Winter Soldier number 18. Various uh, and the rest, Archer and um, Armstrong, number one. <laughs> Are here. <laughs> I think we should do the movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and mark After it down. After we had sex, I think it's time for a movement. Yes. Uh, Black Bat number one comes out. Okay. I think that's from uh, Dynamite. 
It is. Some cool news um, today for people that read their comics digitally. You can still get your Dynamite comics through the Comixology app, but they just announced as part of Dark Horse Comics a two-year anniversary for their digital reader that Dynamite comics will now be sold through the Dark Horse digital reader comic as well. So that's kind of cool. Um, Chinese Life graphic novel. Don't know what that's about. I bet it's about life uh, and Chinese. Fashion Beast number nine. Uh, Feynman. Uh, Alan Moore, I wonder what the Feynman trade paperback is. I wonder if that's about Richard Feynman. Might have to go dig some digging on that one. No, it's it's Feynman. He's a superhero. <laughs> he has all the powers of a fine. Harbinger Wars. Are you uh, going to get into all that? You like Valiant books? It's one dollar. Yeah. It's one dollar. Valiant books that I'm reading, yeah. Okay. Holiday Wars, Hypernaturals, Little Prince graphic novel, Planet of the Overhearers. Snake of Iron. That's actually a pretty good story. Was it? Yeah. Uh, Miss Fury number two comes out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sesame Street number one. What's that? That's a comic book. Sesame Street number one, Imagination. Bad thing is, and I and this I don't know who's putting that out. Maybe paper cuts or somebody. I'd have to go back and look. I guess the problem is if you if you're trying to sell books to younger kids, which I'm hoping Sesame Street is targeted towards uh, the younger set, as opposed to showing uh, Maria and uh, all right, Mister Roper uh, or Mister Hooper. Uh, Mister Hooper died in 1990. That's why you don't want to include it in a kid's book. You are a hurtful, hurtful person. But three ninety nine. That's a little. That's from Ape Entertainment. Ape Entertainment. Okay. It's a little spendy for a book aimed at kids. I'm wondering though, is it necessarily aimed at kids, or is it aimed at parents who want to have something to read with their kids? Maybe, but still, three ninety nine. The Spider number eleven, and let's see, Zebra Shadowman paperback. The Slender Man. Somebody, I'm waiting for somebody to come out with a Slender Man comic. Um, that would be interesting. I'm not sure if it's actually... It's a public domain character. Yes, but I'm I'm not sure how putting a public domain character in, like, your comic book would work. Creepy, do it as an anthology. Creepy where it's anthology. just a bunch of stories where the Slender Man comes up and well, I, steals I meant in people's terms souls. of legally, not in terms of story construction. Oh. I mean, story construction would be easy. What happens is the Slender Man gets uh, uh gets accosted by an African-American gentleman who says, what have you done for the black skins? And then he and Green Arrow get in a truck. And Green Arrow and the Slender Man drive across America trying to find themselves and having adventures and walking the earth. No, nah, that wouldn't work. Sure it would. <laughs> Why, that's, that, that's, a, that's a story that's made of pure bronze right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what you need to do? You get a guy to draw it. Get a guy. Go find a crazy guy who thinks the earth is expanding and have him draw it. People uh, have been uh, saying for a while now, you guys never have opposing views on any of these comics. Well, there you go, listeners. They have? Oh, yeah. Dude, I should probably actually. No, I shouldn't. Maybe visit the site every once in a while, Matthew. I visit the (laughs) site. I I just. Internet comments make me sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, (laughs) listeners, there you go. Two guys, one comic, Infinite Possibilities. If one you want to hear, great comic. Yeah, it's an okay comic. One uh, angry guy. <laughs> one angry guy. So uh, that wraps it up for this issue. If you want to yep. find out about how you can help out Major Spoilers, head over to Majorspoilers.com. Read a little uh, appeal from me, not the M appeal. Not um, M appeal. No. Although, if you have some M appeal, <laughs> don't don't Bogart that M appeal. You know? <laughs> 
Um, you can find out more there. You can share your thoughts, share your ideas. Uh, did you read the book? We've got a little rating system over there that you can rate the book and let us know what you thought of Steed and Mrs. Peel number seven. Uh, and uh, you can check out some of the other fine podcasts and the Major Spoilers Podcast Network Master Feed. Seven of them going on right now. The next one up in your Master Feed will be top five. Great, All interesting in topic there. Feed, yo. And then on Friday, Zach on film. This time, yes. do the right thing. Good, good movie. Yeah, I hope yeah. We, have it. we should have a cool discussion. It should be a really good discussion. Can't wait for that. All right, Matthew, thank you so much for uh, sitting down and uh, having a discussion this week. Thank and you next for week... turning your rage towards the comic <laughs> and not towards me. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd never turn my rage towards you. Um, never is such a big Never. Word. I know. Ever would I ever do that. So uh, we'll check out uh, the movement next week right here on Dueling Reviews. Take care. Copyright 2013. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.